Carol Alfori. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio. Alrighty, it is KZN's number one hit music station. That's East Coast Radio. If you're joining us, Wednesdays is notoriously known as Woman Crush Wednesday. And for us, it's more than just, you know, pretty ladies hanging out, looking cute and vibes. It's about us trailblazing and doing amazing things as women in different industries. And then I bring these women onto this platform to inspire you, just to push further. Because I know as a woman, we are juggling so many things every day. So if we can hear one positive story of one woman who's just doing something phenomenal, we do it. And today we're going into the legal space. We've never done this before. This woman is so incredible. I don't even know where to begin, but let's start. Her name is Benita Ardenbaum, okay? And she's the founder and director of Benita Ardenbaum Attorneys, an all-woman firm. You heard right. Now, the practice deals with family law and conveying. Uh, She's been a wife for like over 30 years. She's a mom uh, and she's got two beautiful children uh, who are adults. I just saw the beautiful pictures of her two um, kids. It's been amazing. And it's so interesting to find out that she started in prosecuting, but her heart told her that she wanted to be there for women and children and then went into that space. Uh, Benita is a member of the prestigious IAFL, the International Academy of Family Lawyers. And also recently I met her at the KZN Top Business um, event that happened here in Durban. And she has been elected as a KZN Top Businesswoman Extraordinaire for 2022. Benita, I could go on, but I think people want to hear your voice. How are you? Yes, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me here, Carol. It's, it's so, so awesome to, to have you. Show. It's a real honor. I just need you to get as close as possible to the mic. You can just, there can we go. Me? There, I can hear up you. Up close lovely. and personal. There we go. <laughs> up close and personal. So it's so great to have you. And I think the, you. the most important question I want to ask is why law? Like, why did you go? It, 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 I, now a lot of women are doing it. But I remember when I wanted to be a lawyer, it was, seem, seemed as very male-dominated thing to do yeah and absolutely and it was there are a lot more women now but I think Carol I need to share my story with you because it's my story that actually led me to law so so uh, my mother when she was 16 she fell pregnant and she kept it a secret because she didn't want to tell her parents she didn't know how they would react right and so for seven months Nobody knew she was pregnant and eventually began to, she began to show and when they discovered that she was pregnant, mm. they whisked her away. They took her to another town because they were so humiliated. They were so ashamed of her uh, and my mother was forced to give me up when uh, when I was born right. and she didn't have a voice and she didn't have a choice. And then at about around about the age of six, I was sexually abused. And again, I didn't have a voice. So my life has been a thread of not really having a voice. When I was 12 years old, I immigrated with my parents overseas. Mm. They thought it was best for me. But again, I didn't have a choice and I didn't have a voice. Um, And... As a result of that, I became very rebellious when I went to overseas and I stopped going to school. I decided it was the biggest waste of time. And so from the age of 15, I just didn't go anymore. And my parents didn't know what to do with me. And they eventually just said, look, you've got the roof over your head. We're going to 
give you food, but you've got to find your way. If you want to get money, if you want to do anything, you've got to start working for it. So I started working in a shoe store during the day. I started waitressing at night and I started earning money. But the thing that really stood out for me when I was working in those days was just being around people. I loved being with people and I had a passion for people. Mm. And working in a shoe shop and also waitressing, it enabled me to actually speak to people sort of a lot and just find out about people's lives. And I found that so interesting. Um, I met one of my previous school teachers when I was about 17 and a half. And she said to me, don't waste your life. You need to do something with your life you don't have an education where are you going with your life so i went back to studying we all have angels along the way she was my angel at that point i studied i got my matric in six months wow um and then i had to go into the army so again (laughs) when i went into the army because i was still rebellious I refused to salute my superiors. So and so they were going to teach me a lesson and they said if you're not going to cooperate and you're not going to, you know, um, do what you need to be doing, mm. you get punished. Mm-hmm. So wow. I ended up staying in barracks or camp every weekend, washing toilets, cleaning the toilets, cleaning the kitchen, washing huge big pots and doing things like that. But what it did teach me was humility. Mm. And when I finished the army, I then just had this longing to come back to South Africa. I love South Africa. Mm. Africa's in my roots. What country was this just out of interest? I went to Israel. Okay. Yes. Right. So right. I was in Israel. So I came back and uh, I started to study. I had this need. I first started studying accounting. I found it so incredibly boring and I don't know why I even <laughs> decided that. But right. I soon, whilst I was doing my BCom, I found that I really loved the legal subjects. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to make a difference to people. I knew that I wanted to have some kind of an impact. And so I ended up doing two degrees later, my legal degree, and I went into prosecuting because I wanted to put people behind bars because I thought I could make a difference doing that. Wow. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to take a break. You put people behind bars. Uh Uh, yes. And the switch from that to now being this nurturing lawyer who's there for women and children and men. Yes. Uh, we're going to get into that. I'm going to take a short break. If there's any comments, if you want to say hi to Benita, you're welcome to 061-792-9495. If you want to ask any questions, 061-792-9495. We are here with Benita Ardenbaum from Benita Ardenbaum Attorneys, and uh, we'll be chatting more with her in the next four minutes. We started with the foundation phases of how she got to where she is today, and we're about to get into more of it. I'm talking about Benita Ardenbaum. She's here. Uh, she is uh, um, from Benita Ardenbaum Attorneys. That's a wonderful uh, family uh, firm, lawyer firm based here in Durban um, and we were chatting about how she landed up in law and she told us um, all the different challenges she faced growing up and we got to a point where you had now gotten your global education and you were a prosecutor. Yes. Yes. Thank so you walk so us much. From there. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Uh, so my whole thing was that putting people behind bars, that was not really what I wanted to do. I wanted to give the voiceless a voice. Mm. 
Right. And so because I didn't have a voice as a child, mom, and as I was growing up, my mother didn't have a voice Mm. and she didn't have a choice. Neither did I. And so what I decided I wanted to do was to empower people so that they could enable themselves to have a choice Mm. and also a voice. And I'm often a mouthpiece, obviously, for people if I've got to go to court or anything like that. Uh, So I decided I went into private practice. I went into somebody's practice uh, and I started practicing. But at that point, I found it to be incredibly male-driven, male-orientated. And I wanted to bring something different into it. I wanted to bring a feminine aspect. Now, Mm. feminine aspect does not mean that you are weak or it's all sweet and nice and things like that. Not at all. Mm. In fact, women are incredibly strong. Yeah. Okay. They are diverse um, and that's why I wanted to bring that feminine touch of empathy, of of compassion towards people. And so I decided that I wanted to go into my own practice and I birthed the heart of law. And that's what I call it because to me, people are far more important than the law. It's actually the human dynamics. It's all about our emotions at mm. the end of the day. I've helped CEOs, men of huge big businesses, it still comes down to the emotions. Mm. I've dealt with incredibly empowered women. It doesn't matter. They may be empowered in the workspace, but they're completely disempowered at home. Mm. They don't necessarily have a voice. Sometimes they do. Um, so, So I started from one room in my house with a secretary. She used to sit and read the U magazine because I had one client. <laughs> and slowly, Not the U yeah, magazine. The U magazine. <laughs> and, and slowly we started to get one more client and another client and it started to go by word of mouth. Mm. And before I knew it, we I then uh, actually built offices at my home because I had children and I still wanted to just be present for my children because mm. for me being a mother and a career woman was incredibly important. Absolutely. Uh, so so that's what I did, and that built up and built up today where we are a team of nine women. Uh, we four lawyers. We're onboarding two two lawyers now, and uh, I do a lot of mentoring of young women. So mm. they are article clerks. They come in, and we actually teach them. Uh, but for me, it's not only about teaching people about procedures and the law. Right. It's about how do we actually deal with people. If you don't have empathy, if you're not there to really, really listen to people, there's no place for you sort of in our firm right? because it starts with the human skills. What can we give to others? Right. Uh, And that's why we stand out actually because of that, because we really do care. I really do want to make a difference. I really do want to impact on people. I want to inspire them. Even if you look at our website, for example, there is so much information there. And I encourage people to actually go on the website because you can get all that information for free. What is that that website so people know that? It is uh, Benita Ardenbaum mm. attorneys.com Alright, simple and easy yeah. So here's my next question to you uh, Already I got a message from a lady saying that you know, she she's in this marriage and clearly the husband is the breadwinner and yes. it's, it's this marriage is awful She's uh, doesn't seem very happy in it Yes. What do you say as an attorney who deals with cases like this where people part ways and so on? What, what is your advice yes. to? Look, I think it does become 
complex because it will depend on how women like that are married. And often women think that they're not entitled to anything in a marriage. And, Mm. you know, the partner may say, I'll make sure you end up in the gutters or I'll make sure you end up with nothing. Mm. But they say that because they know that they've got to give them, often if you're married in community of property, for example, half of whatever you have. Mm. But what they do is they try and bring the woman down, erode her self-confidence, her belief in herself deliberately. So that's what she thinks, Mm. that she doesn't have a voice, that she will get nothing. Mm. And what I often say is wherever women can try and work, if that is all, if that's at all possible, they should try and do that. Mm. Because when you are able to earn money, you can also empower yourself. You're not necessarily dependent on your partner and it's not to mean that there aren't people who are generous etc but it doesn't matter the thing is you need to have your own independence you don't want to keep on asking your partner for money and I know it's not always possible for people to work and it's difficult to find jobs and things like that but you've got to try and find your own voice women are incredibly resilient incredibly you know we manage to multitask with so many things but Mm. it's about tapping into our own inner voice and you know through all of my hardships because I didn't have an outer voice I tapped into my inner voice I You know, it's obviously good to get help from other people. But when I've got serious questions that I need to ask about my life or something that I need to reflect on deeply, I'll depend on myself in order to actually do that. We've got all the answers within us. We don't Mm. need to find the answers outside of us. Hmm. So it's really just to have that courage uh, to try and stand up. And I know it's not easy and I can say try and have the courage. But the truth is that women are very courageous. Women are incredibly brave. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we've just got to keep on rising. And keep I on think, rising. can I, like I just that. say one more one, thing? Yeah. Uh, I also think that, you know, we we must try and also get support from other women. Women are incredible. And, you know, we're able to support one another, whether it's through your triumphs and successes, but it's also when we have incredible challenges. Mm. We are here for each other. And when women stick together, they are remarkable, really. We can we can do so much when we actually stick together, not competing. That's why I have such a successful firm. Right. Because all the women, none of us compete. We all collaborate. We work as a team. We help each other to help other people because we're there to serve others at the end of the day. Yes, mm. we get paid for it, but our whole thing is service. I'm going to come back with one last, because it's lots of messages coming in. It's triggering that this conversation needs to happen like on a long platform, like a podcast or something. Yes. Because there's clearly a lot to this conversation. Yeah. And which I'm very happy to do, Carol. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to take a break quickly. We've got some Nick Billington coming up. And then I just want you to leave us with some advice and of course your details a lot of people want your details um, if you just joined us I'm with Benita Ardenbaum from Benita Ardenbaum Attorneys uh, she's a divorce lawyer family lawyer child lawyer divorce uh, all of it conveying estate planning all of these are the different practice areas but what we've learned about her is how her story is so humbling um, her mom was pregnant with her at a very young age and she literally had to give her up for adoption and in doing so Benita was molested at a very young age of six um, became rebellious and today she's running a firm, a family law firm where she's helping tons of women and children as well as men uh, in these family disputes which can get very, very ugly. You wanted to touch on your passion, Benita. Yes. So what I wanted to just say was it's actually 
my passion that drives my purpose. Mm. Now, all of us have many, many challenges, but it's how we choose to take our challenges Mm. and our experiences that we have in our life and what it is that we do with them. Mm. I chose to rise above all the negative experiences that I had. And now I can look back and perceive that as a gift in my life personally for me because that's what enabled me to now help other people and to give women, children, vulnerable people, men actually a voice. Mm. So it really just depends on how we want to rise above things, how we can take circumstances that are challenging and turn it into something that drives us into our purpose. I love what I do. I'm so excited to get up every single day. I'm so Mm. excited to come to work because I'm living my dream, actually. And as hard as it is, because people often say to me, oh, my God, how can you do family law? And you're dealing sometimes with also sexually abused children and Mm. abuse and things like that. And I say because I'm there to actually help other people because I know with what I've been through, I know that I can reach out to them. And it's not only about the law. It's about connecting with people and listening to them and understanding and having empathy for what it is that they're also going through. Sure, Benita Anbam, I'd love to carry on this conversation. So my time is like, wow. <laughs> so please, if you want to get in touch with Benita, it's inquiries at baattorney.co.za or office at baattorney.co.za. The website, benitaardenbaum.com. Funny enough, when I put Benita in my computer, it picked up Benita Ardenbaum immediately. And so it was easy to get to your website. And there's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. They're on the those platforms as well. Benita, it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Please can I say one more thing? Please What do. I want to say to all the people and to all the women, never give up. It doesn't matter how hard things are. Don't give up. It's like the analogy is like when you're running a race and you're almost at the end line and you can't see the line and you just give up just before that. You could have reached the line, but you didn't see it. Mm. So just keep going. Always rise. Always get up. Keep going. Oh, I love it. It's Benita Anbam, everybody. You can follow her on socials. You can also go to the website, benitaanbam.com. Such a pleasure. Thank you for Thank blessing you, us. Carol. Thank We're going to chat some more in the future. That's for Absolutely. sure. Carol Alfori, weekdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio.